Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to River of Life this morning. Apologies for that. I'm a little bit rusty on this, but uh, do you know what? It's uh, it's so good to um, you know just to worship worship God. Um, it's changed a little bit since I last did this in November. I have to put a title on it and give it a bit of a description. So this morning I've given the description celebrating the life of Jesus or celebrating you know, Jesus. And really, that's what we're here to do, isn't it, is to celebrate who God is and, uh, you know, what, what Jesus has done, uh, you know, for us. And so, you know, I love the, that scripture and I can't remember exactly where it is. One of the Psalms and it says along the lines of this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't always feel like that at times, but, uh, it, you know, it's a command, isn't it, to to rejoice in the Lord uh, always. And uh, of course, as I say, not always easy, but um, we'll give it our best shot. So if you're new to us today and uh, just joining us and having a look, um, you are very welcome. Um, and we really do hope that you'll feel at home, welcome and uh, enjoy the time together. We're going to pray together <clears throat> and then we're going to um Hopefully sing some songs, not necessarily together, but certainly we're going to play some songs and it'd be great if you could join in uh, some really great songs that we've got, you know, some fresh ones coming through as well. So let's pray. Father, I do want to thank you, you know, that this is the day that you have made. And Lord, we want to rejoice and be glad in it. We want to rejoice because our names are written in in the Lamb's Book of Life. What we mean by that, Lord, is we just want to thank you that we are known by you, that, Lord, that you desire a relationship with us. You desire that we would know you personally. And it's that close. It's like speaking to a good friend. More than that, it's like speaking to Father. It's it's just being with you. And so we just want to give you thanks and we want to celebrate all that you have done in our lives throughout the week. For some, it's been challenging and uh, I could certainly vouch for that. And yet, Lord, you know, at the same time, you know, that we're still here. We're still in it. And Lord, we thank you that you are the God who cares about us enough. And Lord, we pray that as we as we worship together, that you will speak into our hearts, encourage us and help us to be better prepared to be good witnesses of Jesus in our world today, which sometimes can appear to be an increasingly darker world. Lord, we pray that we would bring some hope, light and life into a world that sometimes can appear, you know, just hopeless at times. So, Lord, we commit to you our time and pray that you will be with us and encourage us today. Fill us afresh with your spirit, Lord God, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. So um, hopefully you've got time to see um, the notices uh, this morning. I'm not going to run them through again, but um, just a couple of ones I wanted to mention, which was um, is that the prayer is uh, you'll notice that prayer came up. And, um, you know, this Monday is Bank Holiday Monday. Yes, another bank holiday. And um, I don't know about you, but plants are desperate to get outside, but it's still a bit cold, isn't it? But uh, I was hoping to do some of that tomorrow. But anyway, after all that stuff that goes on during the day, tomorrow is prayer time tomorrow night at nine o'clock. You know, it's on the it's on our um, on our Facebook page. It's on the uh, newsletter that comes out, the numbers, you know, how to how to connect up with it. 
And um, and maybe, you know, if uh, Bill's listening at the moment, maybe he could put in the numbers on how to connect uh, to uh, to prayer at nine o'clock tomorrow evening. And maybe, you know, if anybody else is from the one o'clock one on uh, on Thursday afternoon, maybe could put the numbers in there. It just makes it easy, doesn't it? You know, we know where it is. We can save it. But if you're not normally there, you'd be really, really welcome. It's only for half an hour and you don't even need to leave your home. Um, so uh, be lovely to see as many as possible at prayer. Um, speaking of Bill and I hear, you, you know, that. Um, somebody had a birthday this week so this is bill in case we're wondering who bill is and uh he was 70 70 i know his hair gives it away a little bit doesn't it really but in, in, you know and uh, lovely to see a smiley face of bill um and a real happy birthday to you i think it's jackie's birthday as well jackie wallace's birthday and uh, just wish you a happy birthday too so um Anyway, without much further ado, do you know what we're here for? We're here to celebrate. As I, as I was, that's what I've called it, celebrating Jesus. And really, we want to celebrate, you, you know, the author and perfecter of our faith. And, uh, you know, let's worship. We've got three songs together. The first one, In Christ Alone, and uh, followed by What a Beautiful Name. And what a beautiful name Jesus is. So let's worship together. The world in dark. 
faith can move the mountains Let the mountains move We come with expectation We're waiting here for you Waiting here for you
Father, I do want to thank you for your amazing goodness. Thank you that you should send Jesus to die on the cross for us, to make relationship a possibility with you, that we can call you Father because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. going to go into um, a Bible reading and uh, followed by a bit of a talk and uh, then we'll uh, do some uh, more songs together and uh, understand that maybe a couple of having a couple of issues with uh, I hope it's not nothing that's, uh, that's going on this end everything seems to be working well hope so anyway but um, uh, I don't know about you, but I just love those songs, you know, that just incredible sophistication. So I'm reading actually from um, uh, Philippians. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I've been doing, I think it really kicked off really when Paul was talking about Colossians and um, and uh, just um you know and, and just seeing some of those verses and i looked at it in an old bible the very first bible i have that i had and um there's so many key verses that i'd underlined on this and so i started just to go through the new testament reading and um just reading through philippians and, and philippians really just got me and um and, and that's really what I want to read to you. I want to read uh, to you to you now. Bear with me a moment. Let me just pull up that one. OK, so. Um, so I'm going to read from Philippians uh, one, which is 12 to 26. Um, let me see if I can pull that one up onto the screen. There we go. OK, so. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all, all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and uh, rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defence of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know 
that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, that what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I, de I desire to, be to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and will continue with, with all of you for your uh, progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound uh, on account of me. So looking at Philippians, excuse me a moment. A bit of the background, uh, mostly this is from the uh, NIV study Bible. Um, Philippi uh, was a Roman colony, a place where retired officers might reside. Uh, they were maybe given land. So maybe people who were here were, were wealthy. Um, uh, it was also likely um, that there was a lack of Jewish people um, and maybe that's why there's no Old Testament quotes. It's founded by Paul and Timothy on their second missionary journey and you'll find this in uh, Acts chapter 16. It is primarily a letter of thanks for the gifts while Paul was imprisoned, uh, most likely under house arrest in Rome, but a place where he was free to impart the gospel to whoever he came to his house. And I can imagine that he did it, you know, with absolute, <laughs> without restriction in any way. But it, we talk about, I say about unrestriction and we've got restrictions. And yet, you know, so did Paul, you know, in, in Christ. And I think Paul might have mentioned this, you know, when we first do in Colossians, you know, amongst all the restrictions, he was still able to, to, to preach Christ and to rejoice in it too. You know, um, you know, so as I say, he was free um, to impart the gospel, but gifts were sent to him when uh, the Philippi, the people from Philippi, Philippians, um, gifts were sent to them when they learned of his imprisonment. Interesting, the letter is um, a report of his own circumstances, a bit of an update, really, I guess. Um, it's an encouragement to stand firm in persecution and rejoice regardless of circumstances. Not always easy, that one. Really not always easy. And uh, anyway, maybe a bit more on that later. But to exhort them to humility and unity, to commend his fellow workers, Timothy and others, and to warn against legalists and libertines, you know, the ones who wanted to say everything's OK, it's all right. You don't have to do this and you don't have to do that. But things that might take them on course, he really wanted to stay on the course of uh, knowing who Jesus was and, and, and living with Christ right at the very centre of his life, of their lives. The letter shows a real strong and healthy or vigorous type of Christian living. 
So there's that uh, amazing bit about self um, humbling in uh, chapter two. Um, there's that dogged determination, you know, pressing on towards the goal in, um, in, in chapter three. Of course, the, and then chapter four is that lack of anxiety speaks about rejoicing in everything. And uh, right at the end is the ability to do all things through him who strengthens me. Of course, he's talking about that relationship with Christ. But the letter is outstanding in its use of the word joy in its various forms, no less than 16 times, which, um, you know, so it might be rejoice instead of joy. So uh, if you do count them up, um, yeah, it's just various forms. Um, but it also contains the most profound Christological or Christ centered passages in the New Testament. But for me, it's the real joy, the peace and contentment that comes across. And that's a hallmark of being a Christian, despite the outward circumstances. And you may be in a situation this morning where you find yourselves in really difficult set of circumstances and really feeling terribly, terribly low. But there is a joy. It's it's not happiness is a joy. There's something about that relationship with Christ that regardless of the circumstances, it's not frivolous. It, it's that contentment. There's a peace. There's something that it, it just produces contentment. And, um, you know, I, I, there was uh, when I was um, last year, I went to uh, Romania. Um, yeah, I was a few certainly a, a few weeks um, late getting there, but we went and spent some time up on uh, in the mountains on one of the days. Um, it's very hot, but not in the mountains, only about 28 on the mountains. And uh, we went to this place called Lake Bikaz and um, just had the day, you know, just the peace and tranquility. But what really struck me more than anything else was the fact that when we came back along the road, um, back uh, from the mountains, we actually um, there were in Eastern Europe, you, you might have seen it on films or something like that, but you've got people who sit outside uh, their their houses. So in other words, they're just, you know, next to their neighbours um, and they're just watching the world go by and that real sense of contentment. And I feel a sense of, you know, that that really it, it just sums up when I think of the uh, of my time in Romania last summer, that contentment that often people have. It's almost like there's no busyness or well, apart from on the road, of course, but, uh, but but that's the side. But generally speaking, they're relaxed atmosphere and and just you know certainly my daughter would say you know manana manana i suppose that's spanish isn't it but anyway um but you get a gist it, is, it doesn't seem to be any any rush at all or anything like that but you know what i really don't always feel like this you know and let's say some really terrible circumstances and I remember the day and um, I hope they don't mind me bringing this up. But when I remember exactly where I was, when um, Tom texted me and rung me and say, we think we're losing the baby. And the pain, you know, there was there's no joy. There's no it was real pain and, and there's nothing that you can do about it. You know, and just these last couple of months, you know, with um Angela's mother when when she passed you know there's still grief and there's still real pain and yet somehow or other we can experience a joy which is kind of bizarre really but um, 
let's say it doesn't make it any easier but there's still something there's a peace that we can experience when we have that relationship with Christ I suppose the question I was and I'd, I won't be able to see your answers even if you shout them out even if you write them down I'll be able to see them later but uh, what gives you joy for me you know obviously there's the obvious ones like family and friends and things like that but Photographs and um, photographs really, really give me a lot of joy. Um, so, you know, they're much, much more than photographs. Um, uh, you, you know, I have plenty of photographs here at home and I love spending time just creating precious memories because that's what they are. It's almost a sense of reliving it again. And I love the idea of a picture telling a story. But also, there's nothing like the joy seeing someone overcome you know and living life to the full so when they've got that when they overcome whatever their set of circumstances for us it could be you know within reach um, there's a the project the charity that uh, that I'm involved with um, you know seeing people who are set free from debt and uh, the, the difficulties that that places the misery that that can cause and seeing people rise above that and also people when they get you know get a job and when they feel a sense of hopelessness you know overcome and uh, just something really trivial but something gives me real joy is seedlings you know when when you put a little seed in the ground or in a little pot and then suddenly the green little shoot starts popping up you just think wow it's so exciting and you know just over the last week my potatoes have come up <laughs> It's just really exciting. Anyway, we easily get uh, sidetracked on that. But um, I think the key verse for me out of this uh, Philippians is definitely Philippians 1.21. I just find it the most incredible verse. You know, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. It's such an incredible verse. Imagine what things would look like you know with us nowadays you imagine if we if we really had uh, an attitude of to live is Christ and to die is even better and yet I'm far from it but you imagine having it. it it's like Paul for Paul it's a, a win-win attitude so it doesn't really matter because whatever happens to him as long as he's got Christ that's enough it's enough for him as long as he's got Christ at the center of his life as long as he's got Christ Christ is enough for him so whether he's in prison whether he's in uh, you know whatever it is as long as he's got that relationship with Christ and he, and he speaks about this throughout Philippians you know he talks about you know that um, his life you know about um you know this relationship he had all these things he was doing really well in if you look at it in Philippians 3 and he considers it as as rubbish well actually it's actually the word is dung you know that's how much he considers all the things that happened he considers them as dung that he might know Christ and have Christ at the very center it's amazing and then of course he's learned the art of rejoicing in any and every set of circumstances I find that amazing anyway and as, as I've written here, imagine living like this. Imagine if we live like this. You know, if I live brilliant, if I die even better. When Christ is our source, when Christ is your source and your goal, 
anything else, you know, petty rivalries and insecurities are completely insignificant. When you, I was reading Philippians 2, you know, it says about consider others better than yourselves. You know, do nothing out of selfish ambition. You, you know, and you think how many times is selfish ambition something there? How many times is it, you know, we we get insecure and I get insecure and and, and my prayer is really is and I've even said this to the team, you know, if it, don't worry about treading on my toes. You know, if, uh, you know, if it's down to my insecurities then good, let's expose them and let's deal with them. I, I really want that 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 Christ likeness in my life. And uh, sometimes it's painful with the pruning and removing. But, you know, just to have that joy of uh, that relationship in Christ. Paul's continual joy, even in prison, was because Christ was his source his whole life. The most precious possession that Paul had was his relationship with Christ, both then and in the life to come. No wonder he wrote what he uh, he did, you know, in his other bits. And, uh, and, you know, and if, like I say, you know, for us, you know, you too can know this, this Christ that can really, this Jesus Christ, that can make a difference, that can bring peace, that can bring joy. And, you know, this is our message. It is a message of hope, you know, in what potentially could be a dark world. And so, you know, I've got so much more that I could say. Um, but I'm going to begin to, you know, bring this, uh, shorten this a little bit, really, because I, th I think for me, it really is about having that relationship with Christ, ensuring that we go on developing this relationship with Christ and that Christ remains the centre of our lives because it's that's where it's the source of all joy. It's the source of doing away with the petty rivalries. It's the source that causes us to be content in whatever the circumstances and I'm just going to read those bits um, you, you know from from Philippians I haven't got them uh, as early uh, um, as, a, as a slide but it's from Philippians 4 verses 10 to 13 and in, in the NIV it talks about thanks for their gifts I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me indeed you were concerned but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Let's just think about that for a minute. What a prayer. Oh God, you know, when we've got Christ, learn to have, to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It doesn't make things always easy. It really, really doesn't. But my prayer for myself and maybe for you, too, is in a relationship with Christ, we, too, it takes Oh, just to get there, just to get to that point, really, where we can also learn to know what it is to be content, whatever the circumstances. I'm nowhere near the, there yet. Um, 
but but it's my prayer i so want to have that contentment that joy um that's why what really attracts me to these verses in in philippians is because the way he speaks of joy despite the fact he was in prison despite the fact that he had terrible set of circumstances and i don't suppose prison was any you know wasn't that easy and yet he still rejoiced you know in the midst of it all really and you know whatever your set of circumstances and i really don't want to be you know trivialize anything but i I would just say you know as paul speaks about in the the early part of uh, chapter chapter four he speaks about you know rejoice in the lord always don't be anxious about anything but by prayer and petition present your requests to god let's pray Father, I do want to just thank you that you are the God who does do amazing things in our hearts, our lives. And Lord, you transformed Paul, the Apostle Paul, from you know, giving approval uh, in, in, in Acts to the stoning of uh, Stephen. I think it's Acts chapter seven. A man who was potentially you know giving consent whether it's consent or, or whatever it was but he was there at the agreeing of uh, you know to end Saul uh, Stephen's life and yet Lord this man is transformed into a man who's content to 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 be alive or to be with you Lord and I pray oh God that whatever it is that we face Lord that we will learn the art of being being content in any and every set of circumstances, that we too would have a peace in our hearts, despite those really difficult situations that we face, that we know, Lord, that you are our comfort, you are our source, you are our strength. Lord, we pray that you indeed will be completely enough for, for us, as you certainly were, for Paul, uh, certainly in the time that he lived you know, during the first century. In Jesus' name, amen. Baby
enough for me so pleased we got that one um yeah break bread together for those that would like to break bread and um i'm just going to read a couple of verses from um, mark's gospel 
just encourage you, you know, and, um, you know, this is a bit alien to you. The, the whole idea of this, it's a kind of remembering what Christ um, did for us on the cross. I don't want to make this really too simple, but for me, um, as I've mentioned already about looking at photograph albums, it's not just about looking at photograph albums. It, it's more about remembering the really precious times you know remembering the people who are really special and in many respects we just remembering it's more than that but we're remembering something that jesus did for us which was incredibly special his body was broken i say broken they weren't a bone broken but his body was it was as as good as broken for me for you and gives us the opportunity to enter into that relationship with Christ his blood was shed on the cross so that we could actually have our sins completely forgiven washes us up washes us afresh this is more than just rem remembering like on a photograph album but it's remembering something that God did that we never forget, you know, that it cost God dearly for us to be in that relationship with Christ. And so I'm just going to read a couple of verses from, let's say, Mark's gospel. Because Jesus said to his disciples as they gathered together just before he died, he says, take it. This is my body. Then he took the cup gave thanks and offered it to them and they all drank from it. This is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. And so as you eat of the bread and as you drink of your wine, I pray that you will know exactly what Christ has done for you on the cross and that your sins are forgiven. Let's just take a moment to do this and then we're going to worship with one more song before we come to a close.
I couldn't have chosen a better song if I wanted to really it's uh, great to have seen it in the uh, in the mix there and got so many to choose from these days and new ones coming all the time but there is no one else for me none but Jesus you know we've talked or um, well, hopefully talked around you know, having that relationship with Christ, having Jesus in, in, in your life, having him central, you know, peace, the joy that we can experience in that relationship. You might not be feeling like that at the moment, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know what, it, what you're obviously going through, but if there's anything that any of us can do, if there's people that you would like to speak to, um, maybe somebody on here could just put a little comment on, you know, how to get in touch with the church. I could write down the numbers if you like, the 712288, but I, I don't know. It might be easier to get in contact with us uh, via um, email or even via the uh, by the messaging us uh, through uh, Facebook. But whatever it is, you know, if you want prayer, if there's anything that we can do, if we would like, you know, to introduce you to this Jesus who has certainly changed my life and you know, millions and millions of others throughout the world who, who, who face many difficult situations. Um, I would, you know, we would love that opportunity. I would love to that opportunity to introduce you to the person that's changed my life and uh, continues to make a difference. Just as we close, we're not going to be having a breakout into coffee. There's an encouragement to go and meet with somebody today. And um, I'm going to put some notices up on here. Uh, which I'm going to run for the next couple of minutes because uh, um, unfortunately I made a few errors at the start and was uh, um, publishing it on the wrong place. But anyway, and so we missed that opportunity to put the notices up. But um, yeah, just so you can have a look at the notices, some of the things that are coming up. But Father, I do want to pray that, uh, you know, as we've gathered together, I pray that you will stir people's hearts. Lord, that you will bring comfort where comfort is needed but encouragement where, you know, it's needed to. Lord, we pray that you will indeed be the centre. You will <clears throat> indeed be our joy, our source of all joy. And Lord, we want to, uh, like Paul, to celebrate, you know, and rejoice in you. That even if we were to write something that we would be, you know, it would clearly come across despite our outward circumstances. So I pray, oh God, that whatever we're in at the moment, we pray, Lord, that you will be our source, our comfort, our strength in these days. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>